Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner, coming to you from Banjul, the Gambia. I'm actually in Gambia for a short visit and decided to record the next episode of Lotus Flower Podcast DMs from here. This is going to be part seven. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in. As you all know, we have been doing the Lotus Flower Podcast DM series for a while now. And once we get to 10, I would like to take a break and go into a new series that's coming up called The Lamins. Now, The Lamins are men. I just decided to choose the name Lamin, but we will be dealing with different topics. We will be dealing with lying Lamin, cheating Lamin, rude Lamin, manipulative Lamin, stingy Lamin, stinky Lamin, Little Dick Lamin, Big Dick Lamin. Um, We also have plenty more Lamins that we will be getting into. Or maybe we'll call him Lumps, right? But Lamin or Lumps is just the name that we're using for all the men that are going to fit in the categories that we will be discussing and shed light on some of the issues that we're dealing with when it comes to our men. And these are not just Gambian men or Senegalese men, men in general, because Lord knows we have lying Tyrone, we have cheating Tyrone, we have manipulative Tyrone, and we have little dick Tyrone. So this is just a name that I figured would fit most men in general, but I wanted to go with an African name. All right, let's jump back into part seven of the Lotus Flower podcast DMs. First letter says, hey, sis, I had the most beautiful girl in college as my girlfriend. We both come from strict religious homes, and the only time we could see each other was at the university. As you know, we have one university in the country, so a lot of us know each other. As our relationship got serious, we started having sex. The problem is we can only have sex on campus. We would get to school early and find empty classes to fuck in. It was also a quickie. It was always a quickie because to be honest, we were never really comfortable. I have way too many people living in my house and there's no private room. Plus, like I said, I come from a very religious home. Her house was not an option either. One day we got caught by one of the watchmen at the school and he offered us to use his room in the servants' quarters. He was renting a very simple room, but it had a bed and that's all we wanted. My girlfriend got new bed sheets and she would light incense and even get new pillows and blankets. We would play music and make the room very romantic. Each time we use his room, I would give him money. Well, one day I texted my girlfriend to meet him at the room. When I got there, I found he was fucking the watchman. (laughs) I got there earlier than we had planned and the surprise was on me. I fought with the watchman and he broke my nose. (laughs) She dumped us both. And I think she moved because I never saw her on campus again. College girls are the worst. (laughs) We balalma. I don't mean to laugh at you. It sounds like you had a terrible experience. And um, I sympathize with you. 
Now, here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to being intimate, you always have to make sure that you don't introduce a third party into your relationship unless it's intentional, right? What does that mean? That means you're in college, you have a girlfriend, you both have religious, come from religious backgrounds. So having sex at your homes is not an option. And so you need to look for another option. Well, unfortunately for you guys, you're fucking in school and you got caught by the watchman. But instead of reporting you or telling um, somebody and you guys get in trouble, he decided to offer you his place. So y'all go change the bed sheets, you bring in pillows and blankets and you have music playing. I'm sure your girlfriend took the extra steps of making sure the the room was clean. And I'm sure you yourself, right? Because you're bringing your girl there. You want to make sure that you've upgraded his watchman situation, his quarters, so that you guys can be comfortable. So you and your girlfriend is fucking in there and every time y'all fuck, you pay him. (laughs) But then the one time you show up a little bit early and find the watchman is fucking your girl. Listen, think about it. You don't have a place to fuck your girl. This watchman is offering his place. So instead of fucking you, who doesn't have a place to fuck her, she decides to fuck the watchman because he's got a place. Even though it's the watchman's quarters, I'm sure it's not the nicest place in the in 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 the Gambia to, to have sex in. The point is there's privacy, there's a bed. You guys have taken on the responsibility of cleaning it up, making it feel good and smell good. And now your boy has pulled the ultimate okey-doke. You weren't there. This probably isn't the first time that your girl is fucking the watchman. You just happen to walk into it for the first time, right? And I'm so sorry that he beat your ass and broke your nose. (laughs) So the fact that he beat your ass and broke your nose means he probably has feelings for your girl. And that's why he's fighting you so hard. Good for the girl that she just removed herself from the situation and moved on because it just sounds like a hot mess.com. But what I'm saying to you is, sir, the next time you have a girl and you want to fuck a girl, take the extra effort of making sure you find some place that you organize yourself. What does that mean? Don't look to a third party. Don't be like, I'm going to go to my boy's house. Hey boy, can I use your room? Can I use, can I use your, your, uh, your bed? Listen, get a job, get a gig on the side. Go get a hotel, go get a motel, but make sure it's something that you work hard for and paid for. This man right here, this watchman is watching the school at night while you and your girl are at home sleeping. That is his job. And that's how he's able to maintain that room that you and your girl are fucking in. That is his job. And that's how he's able to get a bed, right? So now you think you can come and use his bed and use his room and just give him a little something here and there. Well, that wasn't enough. Clearly he wanted some of what you were having, which is your girl's pussy. So he fucked her. So I think let this be a lesson for you. Y'all can't be lazy out here with these girls. If you want to fuck a girl, make sure that you're putting in the work. Make sure you have a job. Make sure you have money. Make sure you have a situation where you're not bringing in a third party 
and you're able to take care of your girl the way she deserves to be taken care of. I'm so sorry, sir. That just sounds terrible, but at the same time, uh, I hope you've learned your lesson. Now, this one is another uh, story that came in, and um, it is from a woman. This one is from a woman. It says, hi, sis. I'm married um, and have the mother-in-law from hell. She is very abusive to my husband. I mean financially abusive. She behaves as though my husband should be responsible for all of her needs as well as her children's needs. My husband does not have the same dad as her other children and she's still married to that man. My husband is her firstborn and the most successful of her children. My mother-in-law is very manipulative and always makes my husband feel like he's not doing enough. She cries to gain his sympathy and she also lies and makes up stories to get more money from him. My husband is responsible for the rent at his mom's house and her husband has a job as do their three children. So with four working adults in this house, my husband is still responsible for paying their rent. When cash power is finished, my mother-in-law calls my husband to handle that bill as well. My husband also gives his mom a monthly allowance. And if any unexpected emergencies come up, my husband is expected to handle the financial responsibilities. Oh, this gets in the way of us saving for our own children or even attaining our goals. We have been trying to build a house for years, but we can never get far due to the endless financial burden placed on us by my mother-in-law. She also uses her other children to come to our house with elaborate tall tales, all of which are lies just to get more money. It's just never enough. My money goes into taking care of our own home and sometimes it's not enough but my husband can't even help top up because all of his money is going to his mom and his siblings what can i do okay girlfriend um this is definitely financial abuse but also this is something that's very rampant in our community you have a lot of mother-in-laws that are also also monster-in-laws you have a lot of mother-in-laws who look to their sons or their daughters that are successful and they expect them to take care of them. Now, if your mother-in-law has a husband, what use is the husband if your husband is having to pay the rent, if your husband is having to pay for any other miscellaneous financial needs that come up in that house? You also mentioned that there's three adults that are working in in that house that your husband has three siblings that are fathered by the mother's husband and they're working but yet your husband is responsible for the rent in their home that just doesn't make sense it also sounds like maybe your husband doesn't have the backbone to stand up to his mom right um so you have to have a discussion with your husband because at the end of the day y'all's responsibility is your nucleus family Yes, I know we come from a communal society where you're supposed to assist your parents, you're supposed to assist your relatives, but first you must take care of yourself. When you get on a plane, they tell you, in case of an accident 
or in case of severe turbulence, first you have to put the face mask on yourself so you can breathe before you can help your children or anybody else. I'm going to use that analogy to apply it to your life in general. Before you can help out others, you have to make sure that you're already well taken care of. If you're not standing firm, how can you help other people? If you're wobbly and you're trying to pull somebody up, you're all going to tumble. You're all going to fall. So sometimes you have to say no. And it sounds like your husband learn, needs to learn how to say no to the endless financial requests that are coming from, from his mom, to the endless financial requests that are coming from that household that he doesn't live in. If you're having to put in your own money to take care of the things that are coming up in your home, the financial needs, and your husband can't contribute to his own home because all his money is going to his mom's home, his mom who has a husband and three adult kids who are working. Come on, sis. That just does not add up for me. It's time to have a discussion with your husband. Let your husband know we will no longer be supplementing rent at your mom's house. Her husband needs to handle that. Her, um, her three children who are working need to also contribute and help out there. Your responsibility is to take care of me, my, my children, our home first. Now, if there's anything left over and you can help your mom, that's understandable. But to make that household his financial priority and not the one he lives in, just, just that doesn't sound right to me. So you need to sit down with your husband and have a discussion. And your husband needs to also sit down with his mom and have a discussion and set some boundaries. We get to a point where we're old enough to speak to our parents as adults and let them know what we can and cannot do. And let them know what we will accept and what's unacceptable. And that doesn't mean you don't love your parents. And that doesn't mean you're being disrespectful. But that means you're being a responsible adult. And we need to realize that. And guess what? Yes, mothers can be manipulative. Some of them will use tears, those crocodile tears they're going to give you. Some of them will come up with elaborate stories, all of which are lies. They will do whatever they need to do to make sure that their needs are met. That's just a human being. We're always looking to please ourselves first. So your husband needs to take a page of his own mom's book and learn to make sure he's self-pleasing himself first, making sure that his financial needs are taken care of first before he turns to the mom. That's all I have to say about that one. All right. We're going to go into the next um, letter. And this one is also coming from a female. Hi, auntie. Who's your auntie? I'm not your auntie. All right. She goes, hi, auntie. I am done with men. I say this because I have been dating this guy for two years. I have introduced him to my family and I have met all of his family as well. We have traveled together and have talked about marriage over the years. I was finishing up my master's program while he was working. After graduation, I knew the proposal would come anytime. Last month, he asked me to join him for house hunting weekend. We spent the whole weekend looking at houses and talking about the number of children we wanted. I was decorating the home in my head, and we both decided on the house we both fell in love with. Two weeks later, my best friend woke me up at the crack of dawn with shock on her face. She sat next to me 
in my bed holding her phone and was trying to prepare me for what I was about to see. She finally shows me a post on Instagram and Facebook of my boyfriend's wedding celebration pictures. I could not understand at first. How is my boyfriend, who I just went house hunting with two weeks ago, getting married? And to another woman? My heart sank into my stomach. I started to breathe heavily. I thought I was going to pass out. I finally got myself together and we went into investigation mode. My best friend is a head of investigation if there ever was one. My sister, this man I dated for two years, was absolutely the same man that married another woman, moved her into the house I helped him pick. I am done with men forever. I am so sorry. Whew. Um, yeah, this, this is just fucked up. However, it happens a lot. I myself know too many men that are dating other girls while they have the main girl that they plan to marry on the side. And they do these things where they're just living double lives. So you think this is your boyfriend. You think you guys are going house hunting. This is the house you're going to buy. You're expecting him to propose only for you to find out online on social media. That's this nigga then gone and got a whole new wife and it ain't you. I can only imagine the disappointment and the hurt that you feel and the betrayal that you feel. Um, and I feel like too often women don't expose these kind of men. They just deal with their own hurt and pain and they move forward. Now, I'm not saying that you should put him on blast, right? Because he's clearly made his decision already. He's married the woman. You letting the whole world know that he used to date you and y'all did all these things and went as far as house hunting and you both know each other's families and he disappointed you, especially in the Senegambian community, they'll be like, just get over it. But I think men like this, we need to create a whole ass page for their asses, put their faces on them so everybody know the kind of niggas that they are. Too many of them get away with this. Too many of them get to walk into their lives and just move on and leave these other women hurt, disappointed, feeling betrayed, feeling used, feeling lied to, bamboozled. It's just ridiculous. And we need to do better. Men need to do better with having integrity. What happened to men who live by their word? Men who respected themselves. Where are those people? I don't know. But my sister, I'm so sorry for you. I think this is just the worst thing that could happen, especially you're in love. You're done with your masters. You're expecting to get married. But guess what? God is going to bring you something better. God is going to bring you a man who's going to stand by you, a man who's going to take you to the altar or to the mosque, marry you, be proud to call you his wife and not betray you and not be two-timing you because these two-timing niggas, they're all over the place. So I'm sorry you got hurt. Um, if you want to put him on blast and, and let everybody know that he's a scum of the earth, listen, that's on you. 
If that's going to make you feel better, do what you got to do. But at the same time, at some point, you're going to have to look inward and heal and focus on you, focus on your energy, focus on getting a job now that you have your master's, focus on moving on with your life. Someone better will come in and you will talk about this one day, shake your head and laugh at it instead of feeling hurt, pain, and crying over it. All right? I'm sorry, sis. Okay, here's another one. Hi, auntie. Again, who is your auntie? I am not your auntie. People are beggy. Okay, it says, Hi, auntie. I am a Gambian in London. I have been living here for almost 10 years. I have been dating my fellow Gambian, and he's very sweet. My relatives seem to think he acts funny and makes very feminine gestures. However, I think he's just fine and they don't get him like I do. We have been together for a year and we are best friends. Our relationship has a third wheel and that's his childhood friend. He always comes out with us when we go out. He's always coming over to, to his house when I'm there. Sometimes they go to the club together and... We don't even tell each other. I try not to be jealous, but I feel like his childhood friend is always in competition with me for his attention. My boyfriend and I have been talking about moving in together, so he gave me a key to his apartment. I showed up last weekend without calling and walked in on my boyfriend and his childhood friend taking a... We Lenma. I walked in on my boyfriend and his childhood friend taking a bubble bath together. I was so shocked and asked him what the fuck was going on. My boyfriend jumped out of the bathtub naked and I ran downstairs. He followed me and he said he wanted to explain. But before he could even start, his childhood best friend came down as well and blurted out, We are gay. And we have been together since we were 17. This is what he said to me as he stood there butt naked with his dick hanging. My boyfriend wanted to start speaking again, but his childhood friend looked at him and said, no more hiding and lying. Just admit the truth. I ran out of the house and until this day, he never called or came over or even tried to get in touch with me. He blocked me on all social media platforms. I'm still in shock and very hurt. I'm so tired of down low African men. Should I put him on blast or just keep pushing? Oh my God, y'all are challenging me today. Okay, so when your family members were telling you that they just felt like something was off about your boyfriend and all his feminine traits... You thought, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just fine. Sometimes we need to take heed, okay? When more than one person is telling you, "Mm, sis, I don't know. Your boyfriend moves funny. He walks funny. He dresses funny. He acts funny. I mean, listen, if he walks like a duck (laughs) and quacks like a duck, it's a motherfucking duck. And in this case, your relatives have told you they just sense a little something funny about your man and you wouldn't see it. And it turns out he's gay and he's been with his childhood friend, quote unquote, who's really his boyfriend 
and you were just the cover. You were just the beard. So I think um, putting him on blast, I leave that decision up to you, right? Because at the, at the same time, as his boyfriend slash best friend clearly said, it's time to stop hiding and lying. Just live your truth. The thing about down low men is they want to give the perception of themselves as being heterosexual men when they're really gay men. But because of the backlash from our communities, because most of our communities, it's either because of religion or us just being super close-minded. We don't accept people when they show us their true selves. So most of these people are forced to hide and live double lives or have two identities. In front of the public, there's somebody else. Then behind closed doors, there's somebody else. And that's clearly what's going on here. I wonder if you guys were sexually active because if you were sexually active, you definitely need to make sure you go get tested because this nigga was fucking you and fucking homeboy, best friend slash boyfriend on the low. And you're just now finding out. I mean, what are two men doing in a bathtub having a bubble bath? Clearly, they're having a romantic, intimate moment. So you walking in on that... um, you definitely have all the answers. And I think him blocking you on all social media um, platforms is because he's scared. He thinks you're going to put his secret out there. So he figured he'll just get in front of it by blocking you. So if you put it out there, you know, you can't tag him or the exposure won't be as severe. But down low men need to stop because y'all just need to start living your truth you know, consequences be damned. Let people say what they need to say. Let them say what they want to say. At some point, they'll get over it and move on with their lives. But getting into these relationships with these women and making them believe or think you're, you're heterosexual when you're actually bisexual or you're gay or you're whatever the fuck, because these days there's all these um, different terms for people who choose, you know, different ways of being other than being heterosexual. The LGBTQA plus society is huge. It's just getting bigger. Um, But I just feel like everybody should live their truth. And especially us Africans, being on the down low is dangerous. It's dangerous for the partners. It's dangerous for yourself. It's dangerous for everybody else that you're involving, especially if you're fucking the girls and fucking the guys. Like, if you're bi, say that. If she's your cover, let her know, right? Hey, we can play boyfriend-girlfriend, but that's just for show because I actually have a real man that I'm in love with. Just live your truth, people, because lying, hiding, and just being deceiving, it has consequences, And people really do get hurt behind this. People really do get their feelings trampled on behind this. And it's just not worth it. Live your truth. And for girlfriend, I'm so sorry you had to go through something like this. Um, As far as putting him on blast, again, I leave that up to you. Um, You know how deep it cuts. You know how deep it hurts. And um, if he's also doing this to other women, he definitely should be put out there so women are in the know and they're not out here running after people like him thinking that they're in a serious relationship fake or woo these niggas are fucking other niggas 
All right. So I think that's enough stories for, for this one, for this one um, episode. And I will bring on episode eight, nine, and 10. And we should close out on the Lotus Fire Podcast DMs. However, y'all can continue to send me your um, DMs and your letters as you've been doing. And I will review them, put them together, read them here, share it with the people, give y'all my thoughts. Everybody's welcome to send in your comments as you continue to do. And after we're done with the lion lamin, cheating lamin, little dick lamin, big dick lamin, deceiving lamin, manipulative lamin, polygamous lamin, we will definitely come back to the Lotus Flower Podcast DMs. I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you.